Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. waiting for you guys to give. You was taking so long, it just gave me ample time to think about things, you know. But, uh, uh, you know, this year I've, I've purposed to get back into hunting, and uh, so I, I, I actually was able to take a, a doe this early season. And uh, it's been years since I've trapped when I was a young guy. When I was a teenager, I did a lot of trapping and uh, never was very successful. But one of the things that I did is I set up some trail cams uh, in my, my hunting area, and all these raccoons kept coming and stealing all my bait. And, I mean, there was like six of them. And I thought, well, you turkeys, man, after a firearm goes, I'm going to get my traps back out. I'm going to catch me some coon. And so I set some traps last night, got out this morning. I had a big old fat guy, man. I was like, yeah. So not that you care about that. I just thought I'd share it. You know, if anybody wants a coon skin cap here, you know, I've got a couple, a couple coon more coming. And so I'll get you all outfitted with coon coon hats. <laughs> Woo, praise God. Well, are you glad to be in church tonight? <clears throat> I know I am. You know, it's one of those things, you know, you, you just have life happens. You know, you get yourself under the weather at times. You just get run down. But nevertheless, it's always good to be in the presence of God. It's always good to be in the presence of your church family. And, uh, you know, just as we were uh, praying tonight and just declaring some things in prayer, I just, I just began to fa- find myself in that moment that just on the inside, it was just bubbling up on the inside of me, I just can't, that, that I just couldn't wait to get out here and minister. And uh, I know I've had other uh, minister friends, pastors that say, you know, I just hate preaching. You know, it's one of the things in, in, my, in my job that I just hate doing. I like people. I like, like loving all people. I just hate preaching. And, and they're actually good preachers. But I think it's probably one of the, the most significant things that I enjoy doing because when we preach the Word, the Word of God is what changes people's lives. And just as we've been saying, concerning the preaching and the teaching of the Word, that's the only way that we can receive faith. The Bible says in Romans ten seventeen it says, For faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And so that Word just kind of builds up on the inside of you and as you're getting ready and prepared to minister it's just like I can't wait to deliver what God's put on your heart just so that it can begin to build faith and stir faith on the inside of you and so uh, if you recall we said that on these Wednesday nights we're doing it kind of like a life group setting where we're just doing a Bible study just kind of a series of weeks and teaching on a particular area spending some time in prayer as well but if you recall I said to you that there's some things that we've been noticing within our church that it just seems like the enemy wants to work in the area of stress and uh, uh, depression and just working on the areas of life where it seems like just the weight of the world is weighing on our shoulders. And it seems as though we're seeing a lot of individuals carry that pressure. Well, you realize that the Bible says this. It says, to cast your cares on the Lord, for he affectionately cares for you. So what Jesus did at the cross was to pay the price to carry the care for us. But what we oftentimes do and say, God, this is too big for you. I got it. That's not what we're saying. But by our actions, that's what we're saying. 
God, I got this. I'll, I'll, I'll carry this. I'll, I'll handle this. Now, you really don't want it, but you just seem to handle it all the time. Carrying the pressure, carrying the stuff of life. And why is it that we find ourselves getting in distress and uh, 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 pressure of life and depression and all those things? It's because of the thoughts that come of things that we don't feel like we can control, right? Well, if I can't control it, then why not just give it to God? Well, when I give it to God, what I'm doing is actually allowing Him to take the direction of my life. And so in regards to these messages that we're going to be ministering on these next few weeks is going to answer those questions concerning stress, distress, discouragement, worry, depression. And God actually instructed me to go a different direction. And he says, I want you to minister on the subject of faith because in the subject of faith answers the question of how to come out of that. And so I trust that as we just take the time for the next few weeks ministering on the subject of faith, it will begin to help us stand toe-to-toe with whatever we're facing and saying, I've got this, but not only do I got this, God's got this, and so I've got the victory. Amen? And so, again, I'm I'm trusting that this will help us as time goes on and just each week we'll get stronger in our faith knowing how we can contend with the things that we seem to allow to affect us. And so, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to 1 John chapter 5. Uh, If you're taking notes, I encourage you to do so. It would be a blessing to you. But in 1 John chapter 5, verse 1, and as you're turning that, I'll go ahead and I'll just pray tonight. Father, I thank you. For the word of God. For the word of God is living. I thank you that the word of God does not return void. And that it accomplishes to that which it was sent. And so God I thank you tonight as we dig into the word of God. The word of God produces faith. And we are becoming faith giants. Having a greater expectation that what your word says we can have. What it says we can do we will do. And what it says we can be we will be. And so thank you Father for the word of God. And that it brings light in Jesus name. And we all said, Amen. So in 1 John chapter 5, starting in verse 1, we're talking about the subject of faith. We said that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so as we start tonight, we're just going to share the Word and the Word is going to produce faith. So notice what it says here in 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. It says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone who loves Him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love, love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. I want you to notice that. It says that if we love God, we keep his commandments. But notice that next statement. And his commandments are not burdensome. So many times I think people get this idea that God is a hard God and that what God asks us to do is just so impossible to do. And for that matter, all he really asked us to do was to love him. And if we love him, then everything else just falls into line, right? He says, my burden or or my word, my commandments, they're not burdensome. Verse 4 says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? So in this verse, there are three questions that are answered that really answers everything that we could ask concerning what we have need of. Three questions. Number one, 
who has the right to have victory? Who has the right to have victory? Number three, how do you get the victory over anything that you face? And who does it come from? Well, as we just read there in that verse, we saw, first of all, that we have the right to have victory, those that are born of God. So who is it that's born of God? Those that believe. How is it that we get this? How do we get the victory over any time? We, first of all, believe in Christ. As we believe in Christ, we're born of God. That gives us the right to have the victory. And therefore, in having victory, we can have victory over everything and anything. And it says it's our faith that gives us the victory. And then the Bible says this. It says concerning how do we get it? We get it through Jesus Christ. Amen? Come on, if, how many of you are children of God in here? You've received Christ, right? If you've asked Jesus into your heart, the Bible says that you have the victory. You've been born of God and therefore you have the victory. But too many believers live this life as though they're a victim, don't they? But we just saw in the Word of God that he says, if you're born of God, you have the victory. Amen? You have the victory to overcome. Well, that answers everything that you could begin to face yourself with, right? If you're facing sickness and disease, well, the Bible says you got victory to overcome it. You're facing financial disaster in your life, you've got the victory to overcome it. You're having marital issues, you've got the victory to overcome it. Why? Because you're born of God. Did I say that or did the Word say that? The Word says that, right? So if the Word says that, then I can begin to be, exercise faith that I am a victor, right? Now, victor towards what? Anything that I have need of. In fact, the Bible says over in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, it says, And my God shall supply all of your need according to His riches in glory or in heaven. Right? He will supply all of your needs according to His riches in glory. So all means all. So just as I said, if you have need of an answer in your marriage, an answer in your physical body, an answer in your emotions or your mind or your thought life or your finances or whatever else that might be going on. The Bible says, and God is, <coughs> is able to supply the need according to his riches in glory or heaven. So in other words, not that it comes from heaven, but God says the standard is heaven. The standard is heaven. So let me ask you this. Concerning heaven, is there anybody sick in heaven? Is there anybody dying in heaven? Is anybody struggling financially in heaven? Is anybody having any emotional breakdowns in heaven? No. So if heaven is the standard and he says, I'll supply the need according to the standard in heaven, then that means that that's what I can experience here on earth. And to further qualify that, Jesus said this. He said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? So therefore, I've got an assurance that God says he'll meet the need. And therefore, as a result of meeting the need, I can have faith that overcomes. Because he said, if I'm born of God, I'm already a victor. Amen? Are you seeing yourself a little bit different tonight? 
Say it with me. Say, I'm a victor. Now, you might be saying, I feel like a total victim right now. You don't know what I've been dealing with. You don't know what I'm going through. I don't care what your feelings say because that's just temporary. But there is an eternal fact that the Bible says that Christ Jesus made you an overcomer. So if he's made me to be an overcomer, that doesn't mean that I don't face things. Because if I never faced anything, then that means that I couldn't ever overcome something. Right? So the Bible says you're going to go through some stuff. You're going to deal with things through, with your spouse. You're going to be dealing with things through your, your finances. Has anybody ever gone through some financial hardships in their life? I think we all have. Whether it's just a bad scenario, just stupidity, whatever it is. We can say, man, I went through some hardship. But I'm here to tell you God is faithful to cause you to overcome. Amen. I've had some difficult times in life financially. But God caused me to overcome. Well, how did he cause me to overcome? Well, I was already a victor in the face of whatever I was facing. Because the Bible says if I believe, then I'm born of God. If I'm born of God, then I'm already a victor. Amen. How many of you are born of God? Amen. So what are we talking about? We're talking about the Word of God. Now, once again, that answers any question, any difficult that we might have. Heaven is the standard. If the standard in heaven is that I'm healthy, I'm whole, I have soundness of mind, that I'm not broke and defeated, then the standard on earth has to line up with heaven. Right? Now, there's all kinds of things that we'll discuss into the how, the where, the when, and all that kind of thing. But the Word of God is the answer to all those questions as well. And therefore, it can begin to produce faith. So what are we talking about tonight? We're talking, <clears throat> we're talking about real Bible faith. Real Bible faith. The Bible says that we're to walk and live by faith. So this is the faith that we're talking about. And real Bible faith works under every circumstance. Right? Now, the question is, is what does the Word of God say about the scenario that I'm facing the answer isn't what my denomination says the answer isn't what my mama says the answer doesn't come from what my experience is the answer always can be found in the word of God right you know it always cracks me up when I hear people say well I don't believe that God wants you to be prosperous it's just whatever you can do to get by okay if that's what you believe well, you'll never experience God's increase. Well, how can you say that? Well, the Bible says whatever a man believes, that will he have. Well, you just got done telling me that you don't believe that God wants us all to prosper. Well, if you don't, want, if you don't believe that God wants you to prosper, you won't. No sense in us getting any kind of argument about it. You don't believe it? Okay, you won't get it. <laughs> Settled deal. Well, I don't believe that God wants to heal everybody. Some people get sick, some people die. Yes, they do. But that doesn't change what God's will is. This is why I don't believe that. Well, then you'll never get healed. You'll never see God move in your life in the, er the arena of healing because you just got done saying you didn't believe it. So the best you can hope for is that the doctor's got your answer. Amen? Well, I don't believe in that tongue stuff. Well, that's okay if you don't believe it. We don't have to dispute it. You'll never, you'll never speak in tongues if you don't believe in tongues. Well, how can you say I'll never do that? Because you just said you don't believe in it. If you don't believe it, you won't. Yeah. 
<laughs> Amen. Are you tracking with me? So here's the point. You cannot receive something from God that you don't believe it's God's will for you to receive. I said it's impossible. You will never receive from God anything that you don't know it is His will to receive. Because this is what faith is. Faith is a confident expectation. It's a firm persuasion based upon what God's Word says. And therefore, if you're not convinced that it belongs to you, you will never have the ability to appropriate faith to receive it from God. Remember, I said it this way. I said it to you last week. I said if I had a, a, a wad of $100 bills and I said to you, you know, somebody in this room is going to get one of these $100 bills. Somebody in here, in fact, somebody just might get this whole roll of $100 bills. I said, would you be able to come up and say, well, give me my $100 bill? Could you have faith? And the answer is, no, you couldn't because I just said somebody. But if I said, whosoever desires you know what the word whosoever means? Whosoever means whosoever. If I said whosoever, I'm kind of talking in Bible talk or King James lingo. Whosoever or whoever wants one of these $100 bills, come up with it and claim it. Could you at that point in time say, I'll take mine now, please? You sure could because I said whoever in this room wants one can have one. Therefore, based on what was said, you can have faith or exercise your faith to receive. Amen? So if you don't know what God's word says concerning you, concerning his promise, you'll never be able to have faith to receive. And I know that we've adopted this lingo through our upbringing, our denomination, or wherever we get it from, and it's, well, it's if God wills to do that. And there's only two reasons why we've really come into that way of saying things, uh, of saying, if it's God's will. Number one, either we're trying to protect, protect God's reputation or we're trying to protect ourselves for when we don't receive it. Well, I guess it wasn't God's will, right? I guess God didn't really want me to receive it. And so once again, it's just really ignorance of not knowing God's heart and God's will. God has set up a system by which we can receive. And he said it's his word that produces faith. And based upon knowing his word, I can know his will. If I know his will, then I can ask and receive in faith based upon the promise. And just like I said, it's a system that God put into place. And it's just like the natural sense of life concerning, concerning just interactions of, of life. You see, the word of God is the revelation of God's will. If you know God's will, you can make a withdrawal. For instance, the natural side of life, we all have bank accounts, or I'm assuming that we do. And the bank accounts or the, the banking system has a system in place that you can either write a check or you can make a withdrawal or fill out a slip, if you will, to make a withdrawal from your account. Obviously, we got ATM and all those kind of things now, but you understand the point that there is a process to make a withdrawal from the account. There's a system. Well, if you had a million dollars in your account, but you didn't know how to withdraw from the million dollars that was in your account, you could starve to death. And upon starving to death, and in your last dying breath, you're thinking, dear God, I wish I could get to my money. Well, would it have been the bank's fault? No. 
control. The bank's just holding what belongs to you. But since you didn't know how to make the withdrawal, you starved to death because you couldn't get to what was yours. Does that make sense? And the same thing is applicable when it comes to God. God has given us a system to begin to operate in faith, but it's based upon knowing what you have. Once you know what you have, what Christ has done for us, what he's made available, then it's at that point in time that by faith I can receive from God. Whether it's soundness of mind, physical healing in my body, provision and prosperity in my life, or whatever else I might have need of, if it's in his word and God has made provision for it, then I can exercise faith to receive. Amen? And so here's the thing. The devil is working extremely hard to keep us in the dark from knowing what belongs to us. Right? To deceive us. To get you around the wrong people. In fact, how many times have you heard somebody that got... In fact, just particular scenarios that I can think of. Where there's individuals that believe that God was a healing God. And they were excited about it. And then see them just a few years down the road and they've also got a, they've, they've got a different tune. They took on a different belief system. Well, how did you believe that? Or why did you stop believing the way you did believe? Well, I, just, I got over here and I started talking to these people. What did they do? They changed their belief system. Right? And so the enemy works really good at deceiving us and keeping us in the dark. Because if you don't know and you can't receive or use your faith. Praise God. Amen? Amen. As I said, the, the Bible or the Word of God is God's will or the revelation of God's will. This book also is not just the revelation of God's will, or we could say it this way, the book or the Bible is God's revelation of what He will do. And you say, well, does that make a difference? Because so many times when we talk to different individuals, it's all about what God won't do. Well, God, don't do that. Well, God, don't do that. No, this whole book is a book about what God does. I'll take it a little bit further. This book isn't a book about God's power. It brings about revelation of God's power based on its byproduct, but this book is a revelation of God's love. And once you begin to understand or have the revelation of God's love, it's not hard for you to believe that God desires good things for you. Amen? And then therefore, based upon the revelation of God's love, He connects me with the power to receive what He made available. Amen? Now, this is just a little side note. It's just kind of a little pet peeve, if you will. And it's not a pet peeve. It's just, well, I'll say it this way. You know, if you've read the Scripture concerning Paul, there's times where Paul says, you know, this, this comes not by commandment, but this is really my opinion. And I'm going to share my opinion with you. But the interesting thing is, is that God allowed his opinion to stay in the word of God. So therefore, it must line up with the heart of God concerning his opinion. But one of the things that I see in our modern culture. Well, in fact, let me ask this question. How many of you, how many of you read the paper? Anybody read the paper? Do I have paper readers in here? 
I got one in the back. How many of you read magazines? Anybody magazine readers? Got a couple magazine readers? How about, uh, how about books? Anybody read books? Got a couple book readers in here? Okay. For those of you that read newspaper, read magazines, read books, how many of you read them electronically? Do I have any people that read the newspaper on the internet? You do? All right. How about uh, reading magazines? Do you read, read magazines online? You don't get your e-book out and read your magazine? How about you? I saw your hand. How many, how many of you that read books, read books versus you, you read them on your phone? You read them on your phone? All right. So we got a couple just obviously within the technology. But my point in saying that, overwhelmingly, there is still a validation for the written word on the page. And concerning the Word of God, we have gotten away from the written Word, yet we will go to magazines, we'll go to newspaper, we'll flip through the books chapter after chapter, but when it comes to our Bibles, all we really do when it comes to our Bibles is this is what has become our Bible nowadays. You know what I'm saying? And I, I often encourage, I say, hey, everybody, I said, you know, purpose to bring your Bible to church, and everybody's like, I got it, praise the Lord. I guarantee you, if this is what you call your Bible, then this is nothing more, and again, I'm telling you this is my opinion, that if this is what we call our Bible, then it is nothing more than just an opportunity for me to have a Bible on my phone, and when I'm in church, it gives me an opportunity to reference it while I'm there. And my point in saying that is that if this is all we have come to in using our Bible, or using it for the sake of our Bible, then we do not have a steady diet of the Word of God. Because the written Word gives us and affords us the opportunity to digest and feed on God's Word, write notes and take things uh, uh, in account to what God has spoken to us. And I'm saying that we're getting, getting into a culture where this has become our, our go-to, but it is not producing faith. It just becomes a reference point for us to look up Scripture. Amen? Are you tracking with me? And I know I'm getting on a soapbox, but my point is this, is that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I'm not talking about just hearing it. I'm talking about hearing it in my spirit to where it becomes real to me. Amen? To where it becomes alive. And it's only when the Word of God becomes alive to me that it actually produces faith for me to stand on. So I'll give you another example. The Word of God says that I can receive healing from God. Actually, the Scripture already says, and we'll look at this in just a minute, the Scripture actually says that I am the healed of the Lord. So, it's not a matter of me trying to get well. It's really the enemy trying to make me sick. And so it's just me enforcing my right as a believer to stand in the place of an overcomer, the victorious believer that has been born of God that overcomes the world through my faith. Right? But here's what happens. We get a bad report from the doctor... And all of a sudden, I am facing life or death. 
or I am facing a very dire situation and I'm in the position of needing faith. But I'm here to tell you that if you're facing life and death and you don't have faith on the inside of you right now, the mountain is going to seem too big for you and to try to get faith in the moment is going to be impossible because all you'll see is the mountain that you're facing and to try to allow the Word of God to become real enough to you to overcome the mountain will nearly be impossible. So what am I saying? When the Word of God becomes a steady diet and me believing in who He says He is and understanding who I am, it's in that moment that the Word begins to percolate and come back up and I fortify the faith that is already on the inside of me because I've already given myself to the Word or to the promise. Does that make sense? I mean, it's like saying, for instance, thank you, Lord. The Bible says that the Word of God is the incorruptible seed, correct? All right, so the incorruptible seed is planted in the heart that produces faith. And so you're saying, man, I, I want to plant some sweet corn this year. I can't wait to have me some good sweet corn. Man, I want some good sweet corn, and here it comes around. It starts to become April, May, and you're like, man, I can't wait to get some good sweet corn this year. Sure wish I had some good sweet corn. Man, I can't wait till the end of the season so I can get me some sweet corn. It's June. It's July. Man, I can't wait to get me some good sweet corn. And now it's the beginning of August. You know what? I think I'm going to go plant me some corn. Well, it's almost harvest time. You, you, you should have been planting that months ago. And you're saying you just want to plant it now? You don't have time for the harvest because you didn't plant it soon enough. All the storms and all the weather, all that inclement, inclement change is coming. And by the time it matures to the point where you can receive a harvest, it's long gone. Does that make sense? And so that's why the Word of God is so important to invest and get into our heart because it begins to produce faith. Amen. As I said, the Word of God is a revelation of God's love. In fact, the Bible says this. It says, for God is love, right? The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave. This scripture is page after page of the love and the goodness of God. And if you know how good God is, why do we so squawk and scrape and fight about the goodness of God. Man, I can remember uh, working for General Motors. I think I've shared this with you before. But one guy knew that I was a Christian guy. Got out of Bible college. And he, he befriended me. And was real cordial. Then he must have researched and found out where I went to Bible school. And knew that it was a kind of Bible school that believed in a powerful God. And a healing God. And a prospering God. And then the next day that I saw him, he's like, do you really believe all that stuff? I'm like, I sure do. You mean to tell me you believe that God heals and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, brother, I said, you, you've gotten to me too late, man. I've seen too much stuff. I've seen it before my eyes. I've seen deaf ears open. I've seen lame people walk. I've seen, uh, you know, club feet turn in my hands. I said, I've seen the, the miracle working power of God. I said, you've come to me too late. But yet we'll squabble over the goodness of God. I mean, who in the world? I mean, if I, if I blessed my kid or wanted to bless my kid and you came up to my kid and said, your dad's a creep. 
He don't want to bless you like that. I don't, don't believe a thing he tells you. Man, I'll punch you in the mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why? Because I'm a good dad. Don't you go telling my kids I'm not, that I don't want to love on them that way. But yet we do that in the church all the time, don't we? Fight over how good God is to his kids. Man, God loves us and just so wants to bless us. Let me read to you a couple of scriptures as we kind of wind it down here tonight. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Notice what it says, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. The curse of the law, sickness, disease, poverty and lack, separation from God. Everything else that comes with this, the junk of life, the Bible says that Jesus redeemed us from the curse. And then what does it go on to say? It says that we might receive the promise of what we've been redeemed from. He says, but how do you get it? Through faith. Through faith. Once again, we don't have time to run down that rabbit trail. But again, the curse is sickness and disease, poverty and lack, and so much more. But the Bible still says it's by faith that you receive the promise. How do I get faith? Understanding what the Word of God says. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, oh, I'm sorry, i got to slow down. That guy in the back there, he's, <laughs> man, he's getting quick. And he, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So when I receive Christ, remember we saw that over there in 1 John, anyone that believes is born of God. Right there, we just said that we're new creations. The old has passed away. All has become new. Well, what has become new? Well, once before, I was under the curse. What's become new is, man, I am curse-free. I don't have to be sick. I don't have to be broke. I don't have to be dying on my deathbed because I've been redeemed from the curse. But remember, the Bible says that we overcome. So that stuff still tries to come. I just got to exercise faith to be the person that God said I was, that I'm a new creation, that I'm an overcomer, that I'm a victor, that I don't have to take this junk because I've been redeemed from the curse. Amen? All right, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Or 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Remember I said being redeemed from the curse of law says we're redeemed from sickness and disease. Notice what it says here. 1 Peter 2, 24 says who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Remember, we just saw that the curse was broken when he was on the tree in Galatians 3. He says, in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sin, meaning you're a new son in Christ, the old has passed away, we might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So if I was, then what does that mean? If I was, then I am. Amen. I am. Now, I, I, I've told you that I'm a little under the weather. Now, do I come around to say, oh, man, I'm so sick. Oh, my God. I just don't feel. No, I don't just, I don't talk about all that junk. If you ask me, how do you feel? I'm thinking, well, praise God, I'm getting better. Praise the Lord. Well, what am I doing? I'm acknowledging my victory. Well, how do you feel? Well, I'm not worried about how I feel. I'm getting better in Jesus' name. Amen. 
power of God's working. Are you tired? Well, I might be a little tired, but man, God's re renewing my strength. Praise God. What am I doing? I'm not identifying with the old man, the man that's being affected by the circumstance. I'm identifying with the victor side that I am overcoming. Strength's coming in my body. My voice is coming back. Praise God. My head is clearing up. Why? Because I know who I am. I know what the promise has said. And therefore, he said, I was. If I was, then I am. Amen? All right. Joshua chapter 1. Let's turn there real quick. For the sake of time, we will we'll disclose with these two scriptures. Joshua, Joshua chapter 1. <clears throat> Joshua chapter 1, starting in verse 7. It says, Only be strong, very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Speaking of the laws, the word of God says, to do them, for it is to the, uh, let me read that again. It says, uh, the law which is, according to Moses, servant commanded you. Do not turn from the left to the right hand, or turn <laughs> from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Notice what the Word of God that God said to Joshua. He said, meditate in this Word. He said, Moses observed this Word and found success, found victory. Now, you do this same thing. Meditate in the Word day and night. So does that mean that that's all that I do? I don't do product, anything productive? No, you just allow this to be Mulling over in your heart. The Word of God says, I know what God said about me. The Spirit of God will bring something back to your remembrance. Just give place to that in your thoughts and, and, and chew on it, if you will. And it says, by doing so, you make your way prosperous and you cause yourself to have success. Now, why is he telling Joshua this? He's saying to Joshua, he says, I'm telling you this because every time any king did this anytime a prophet of God did this it always produced success it produced success for David it produced uh, a success for Solomon it produced success for Samuel the prophet if you'll observe to do meditate on the word you will have success and it will produce the promise in your life amen so what are we doing we're stirring up and allowing the the word of God to be built up in our lives. Now, once again, we said this before, concerning calamity, concerning situations, are there things that come? Absolutely. And if you focus on those things, if that becomes your meditation, then it will take you down a rabbit trail that gets dark and gets deep real quick. He tells us what to meditate on. But once again, in that whole Silly line of thinking, well, you know, first of all, you just don't know if it's God's will. Secondly, God uses all this stuff to teach us things. Listen, isn't that just the silliest thing to think of? That God puts bad things on his kids to teach them? If I heard you doing that to your kid, you know, um, 
a kid kept playing with the stove, and so I said, the next time you put your hand on the stove or play around the stove, I'm going to put your hand in the fire and burn you just so that you can learn. Well, just see what happens if you tell me that kind of a story. I'm going to call Child Protective Services because that's child abuse, right? Well, why do we think that God does that kind of stupid stuff? He just teaches us stuff. Let's think, see what the Word of God says. We'll conclude with this in John chapter 5. This is Jesus speaking, starting in verse 5 through 8. John 5, verse 5 through 8. He says, did you get it? There's verse 5, and you're good. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is, is withered. And, then they, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Notice what verse 7 says. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Now look at verse 8. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. John chapter 5. Yeah, did I say First John? Forgot what? Is it really John? Yeah. He had it up there. Oh, John, there's John 5, 5. Oh, that's, maybe I wrote it down wrong. That's all right. All right, listen, I made one Sunday, so this is number three, okay? This is third, third mistake. All right. <laughs> so here's my point he, here's what he says he says if you abide in me and my word abides in you you will ask what you will and it will be given to you and in this is my father glorified John 15 I forgot the one on there I got so excited I forgot the one I don't know. John 15 there you go you knew it you knew it all right so listen, what glorifies God? Your calamity, your stuff, and like, well, praise the Lord, Jesus gets the glory out of that. No, he don't. The Bible says what brings glory to the Father is when you got the word on the inside of you and you stand up and say, God, your word says, therefore I'm boldly asking. And God says, well, because you know, because you boldly ask, I'm going to give it to you. And therefore we get to say, look at what the Lord has done. And it says that's when God's glorified. Amen? So, we begin to find out what the Word of God says about us. I'm healthy, I'm whole. I don't have to be sick and broke. I don't have to be defeated. I'm already an overcomer. I already have the victory, praise God. And therefore, because I know what the Word says, I can have faith to receive the promise. Amen? Amen. So, we'll continue. Again, we're talking about the, the subject of faith. But in understanding how faith works and operates then we can begin to apply that to those things in our life, whether it is physical health, stress, depression, whatever it is, I can learn how to combat that because I know how to get faith, I know how to use my faith, and I know how to stand in my faith. Amen? Amen. All right.
Well, before I let you go, what'd you learn? Holler at me. Holler. Come on, give me, give, give me some feedback. Yes. subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life